you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. Buck, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, the holiday season is crazy because not only are you juggling responsibilities in terms of getting everybody their presents, getting all this stuff done, but then we got football is is in full effect with bowl games and the regular season coming down to an end with the playoff races. It's a lot of fun. I, I spent last night looking at Army and Missouri because I think that was the only game on. But it was yeah. it's a fun one. Even though, nice. yeah, Army has a linebacker. Eric Smith is pretty good. I don't know where his draft position is, but he's a pretty good player. Nice. Well, I've got to ask you then. I know. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that none of our kids are going to be listening to this episode. So let's go. Um, let's go, Trey. Like what? What? Like what does Trey want for Christmas? I mean, he's in college. It's, it's like always different. Like he man. he has always been the kid that would prefer to have one expensive gift versus a variety of like yeah. little gifts. Like he's he's a some 
Kanye sweatshirt, Easy sweatshirt, e, uh, okay. something, Bape or whatever. So he's already gotten that. And then um, my daughter is just like a series of things. But I feel like for her, it's always Christmas. Like I feel like yeah. there are always things that are kind of coming. Like so, it never, never, never changes. Like arriving. Amazon, yeah, everything is just always changing. It's always something at the front door, so it's always. Cool. So you, you'll love this. So my two, my two uh, present stories this year, um, both both uh, wife related, but I had an idea for this one thing, so I saw it. So I did something I've never done before, which was I saw something, so then I just like Googled the image of it, and I'm like, okay, I don't know where they sell this, but. Let me, I'll find, I'm like, boom, that's, I saw that. That's, that's it. That's a match. I'll order it off this website, you know? And you're like, I'm sure this is a legit website. We're, we're good. So I ordered and I'm like, man, the shipping is kind of expensive. Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Then I, then I, I read, I order it. I read the receipt. It's coming from Australia. Like, Ooh. and this is, this is like a $30 present. Okay. This is not like it's Ooh. some fancy present, but Ooh. I'm such a moron. I ordered it from australia i could really i couldn't find anywhere in the united states that they have this thing so that was mistake number one then mistake number two um i had another uh thing that i ordered and i'm like it was kind of somewhat last minute within the last week but i paid the extra for the shipping so i'm like i'm good it's going to be here by the 21st so i get an email on the 21st sorry it 22nd it's going to be a day late it'll be the 22nd i'm like 22nd i still got three days to play with i'm good so the next day i get email uh it's on back it'll be there january 11th (laughs) oh no (laughs) but i think it's kind of like i think it's just kind of like this stuff's going on all over the world you know like with all the uh the shipping issues and the and all that stuff because everyone always said uh everything was held up because all the stuff was off of long beach Mm -hmm. like all the all the all the your, your clothes, yeah. your goods, everything is just hanging off the port in Long Beach because they haven't been able to bring it in. Um, Needless to say, it's going to be a sweet Valentine's Day present. I can tell you. <laughs> that's, that's what we're looking at. Um, adapt. You got to adapt. Yeah. You got to be adaptable, flexible. All right. We're going to uh, talk about a couple games here. Uh, looking forward to uh, this week. It's a man, it's. It's fun. This is a fun time of the year. You kind of get to this point in time and you can see the playoff picture start to crystallize a little bit and see uh, potential matchups we could be um, looking at in the postseason. I do want to start out here um, with this first game, which is the Thursday night game with the 49ers and the Titans. Uh, If folks out there are looking for us on Twitch, uh, we won't be doing the Thursday game this week. We're actually going to be doing the Christmas Day game. So you can find us for the Browns uh, and Packers. That is 430 Eastern. Um, you can find us where you normally do a uh, twitch.tv slash move the sticks. So we'll have that game. So we won't be on this game tonight, but this is a big game but for both these teams kind of trending in the opposite direction with the Niners and the Titans. Yeah, I think this is a game for the Niners to kind of make a statement. I think this is a statement game for them in terms of letting people know that they're all the way back in terms of being uh, not only a playoff contender, but I think they have an outside shot of being able to make a run for the Super Bowl. I think this team is built the right way. They don't have the dominant defense that they had a couple years ago when they went, but I think they're good enough, particularly if they can, get the game on their terms where the running game and the offense is really controlling the clock and they're shortening the game and forcing you to really put a premium on every possession. This team is constructed uh, really, really well, particularly on offense. When I look at their offense, uh, it doesn't really matter who is playing running back. They have a way of, of generating uh, production on the ground. And then Debo Sammy and George Kittle have really taken their games up. Like I feel like the last four games, both of those guys have kind of put, their stamp on it and George Kittle in particular 
uh, has a couple of hundred yard games in that span. Debo Samuel mm-hmm. has come back. He, I want to say, man, since week 10, he may have the second most rushing touchdowns. Yeah. He's got the most the rushing touchdowns outside the tackle of anybody in football. And, and, and so <laughs> now, man, I mean, like, just think about it, DJ, they have a wide receiver who is back there as a pseudo running back. I <laughs> just, making it happen and they're very creative in the run game and they're giving people problems. And I think the other thing that we're seeing, I feel like the confidence is back in San Francisco, not only for the players. I feel like Kyle Shanahan has found his, his stride. I think after having to deal with a lot of the questions and conversation about Trey Lance during the season, when he's going to play or whatever, I think he just kind of looked, man, put a line in the sand and say, Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. This is what we're doing. And I'm not worried about all the outside noise. And I think Mm -hmm. they've really responded in outstanding fashion. Yeah, I think some interesting things on Jimmy, too. Um, you look at they've won five of their last six games. In those five wins, he's got one interception total in those yeah. five wins. Yeah. So protecting the football. The other thing is they're not only protecting the football, they're still getting chunk plays. He leads the NFL in yards per attempt. So mm-hmm. they're they're able to run the football, as you mentioned, with all comers. And it is a, it is a fun run game to study and to watch because it is all perimeter, man. It is all outside zones and tosses, and they have that kind of trio. When you look at Kittle, Juszczyk, and then Trent Williams, and whether it's on Trent Williams on the front side, mauling dudes, or on the back side, cutting guys off for cutbacks, but those three guys kind of make that whole run game sing. Um, and then they so they've got that going. You've got a good run game. You don't turn the ball over, and you're getting explosive plays in the pass game. And to me, when when he pulls the ball out of play action, Buck, and you you, you watch Brandon Ayuk, man, I know mm-hmm. he was in the doghouse for whatever reason. That dude jumps off the screen when you watch him. Like, he has got juice. And to me, I don't know if that 49er team from the Super Bowl year, I, I think I might like this group better with Debo where he is in his uh, development, mm-hmm. with Ayuk and with Kittle still playing as well as any tight end in football. Yeah, I'm trying to figure on the outside. Uh, back then, they had Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Playing Debo was just a rookie, right? I think he was. Yeah, just he was. Ju- yeah, he did Super some Bowl. things in that game, but he was yeah. not. I mean, he's a. He's totally not a major factor. He's now. completely. Yeah. He's completely different player. I would say their their run game may be more spectacular now, just because I feel like they're even more creative than they were back then. And back then, yeah. they were dominant. Raheem Mostert was getting it done. They were. I mean, they bludgeoned the Packers in the championship game. Um, their problem, and I, and the the thing about them is their running game is so creative and so problematic to defend because they can give you what used to be the traditional outside zone stuff, right? Elephants mm-hmm. on parade. Everyone is kind of running in one direction, but they, they now have some pin and pull stuff where they're pulling the guards and tackles. And sometimes they're using influence blocks where they're pulling the guys right, but the running game is going yeah, left. They do it. That's fine. Um, and, and, and so they, they really put you in a bind. They put your linebackers in all kinds of sticky situations and predicaments. And, if you're not on it, it's a long, it's a, it's a long night, and and they mm. get they get it established very early because we've seen them have these 15 plus play drives right out of the gate. It's, they're a handful. They're a tough team to match match up. Yeah, and they've had look, they've had some injuries um, on the defensive side of the ball, and the secondary have had to roll some guys through. But even with that being said, I was going back through the numbers today. I mean. Buck, I, they've given up like one 300-yard game in like the last I – mean, I went back like eight games. I think they've only given up like one 300-yard game, and that was to, I believe, Burrow, who had, a, who had a big game against them. They still won the game. So they haven't been giving up you know tons of passing yards. The rush defense is, is really, really good. Um, they're sound there. You get them in long yardage situations, you got Bosa, who's rushing as well as anybody in the league. I think he's the best – 
Um, I was talking to Chris Long about this the other day. I think he's the best leverage rusher in the league. Like, I don't think anybody rushes with the leverage this dude does, man. And he, it is fun to watch when he gets rolling. You know, he's a different animal. He's a different animal because he's so polished with his hand skills. I believe that's the part of the family business that he and his brother certainly inherited from their dad. Uh, they know how to rush the passer, man, and they can do it in a variety of ways. And, you know, like, I don't think they get enough credit for their athleticism. But I think they do a unique job of combining their explosiveness, their athleticism and skills mm -hmm. to be able to win. Because, man, they can whip you in a variety of different ways. Like we always talk about Mr. Miyagi, the way they wax on and wax off with their hands. But they do it and they do it over and over and over again. And if he is able to heat them up and they get some from Eric Armstead on the inside and Fred Warner is in there playing, well, this defense is just good enough. And D'Amico Ryans is a different play caller than what Robert Sala was more diversity in what they do in the back end. They give you a little more um, in terms of what to think about. So you can't just come and say, Hey, it's always going to be cover three or cover one. They have a nice thing going and they're hot. And depending on the matchups in that first round, if they secure the spot, uh, I know some teams don't want yeah. to deal with it. Yeah. And they've, they've got that experience, you know, to me, it almost kind of feels like if you go back to baseball, like the San Francisco giants, um, we're kind of like one of those teams where, you're, you know, they had they had that championship pedigree. So it was like, man, man, don't mess around and let them get in as a wild card, you know, in years past. Because it was like they once they they get a ticket to the party, they know they belong and you don't want to see them because they, they, they know what it looks like and they know what it takes to win in that environment. I think the 49ers are kind of like that. They don't really care if they're the one seed or the seventh seed. Just get get a ticket. That's all they want. Because the game changes in the postseason. Playoff football is completely different in the way the game is played in the regular season. It looks a little bit like it will now in the month of December and January, but playoff football is completely different. All those things that we celebrated early in September and October, those things are going by the wayside. All the passing and all the throwing around the yard and it looks so much fun and we're doing all this stuff. It always comes back to a little more conservative game in the playoffs. And so then you it put your big about, boy pants on. You got to put yeah, your big boy pants on now. Yeah, it, it, it comes about the toughness, the physicality. Um, can you play with a great pad level and leverage? Are you a good tackling team? And then the hidden factor of it all, DJ, the kicking game. Yeah, We have seen block punts down the stretch. We've seen people really doing a good job flipping the field, pinning people down inside the 10-yard line with coffin corner kicks. Your special teams are really under the heat lamp in the postseason. And so you better have those things shored up because it, it always shows up in the plays. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, I want to hit one more topic on this game before we move on to the next one. And that is uh, this off season. You know, I've kind of been doing my homework on this Niner team over the last couple of days. And I'm looking at it because we've, we are a big Trey Lance podcast. Uh, you know, we, we are big Trey Lance fans and believe in what he can do and take this offense to a whole new level. But I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at, okay, let's say that this team goes on a deep playoff run with Jimmy. Does that change anything for you? You got one more year left with Jimmy under contract. I, I, I'm kind of of the belief, you know, I, I want to get young guys on the field, let them grow, let them develop. But I almost feel like, man, this window is kind of open right now for this 49er team. And they, they win games when Garoppolo plays. Whatever you think of him, like they win games. And I think part of the reason for the Trey Lance thing was – Kyle even said it was like, look, Jimmy can't stay healthy. So we had to make an aggressive mm -hmm. move. I'm beginning to think, you know what? I haven't seen some of these quarterbacks maybe rushed on the field on bad teams and mm -hmm. not being ready. Um, 
you know, we've seen some of these old school success stories with the, you know, with the Rivers, Mahomes, with with Rogers sitting a little bit. I don't know that I, I think I might be okay with 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 another year of Garoppolo if he continues the trend of playing the way he's playing right now and give Trey a little bit more time. Yeah, I don't think you have to be boxed in. Um, I don't think you have to be boxed into any decision right now. I think they played well enough for Jimmy Garoppolo where, look, he, he he's merited another season, like just based on how he's played and how the team has responded under his watch. And I think what you have to be able to do is front office and coaches, you have to separate what we did in terms of long-term planning with what is best for the team right now. And what is best for the team right now is Jimmy Garoppolo to continue to play. Man, we can poke holes in his game and we can talk about like, ah, man, he just leaves a little meat on the bone and God, he misses this play and that play. But the bottom line is they win when Jimmy Garoppolo is under center. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is, and I know some people say a hey, quarterback wins on a stat, but I know this. I know we pick players and we put players in the lineup to win games and he wins games. And so um, with with that in mind, I, I think they have to at least consider bringing him back. And I think Jed York. Last year, after they drafted, Trey Lance said, hey, man, he was good paying Jimmy Garoppolo. And so if they're going to win a ton of games, say they go to a championship round this year, look, man, I think you're okay swallowing 25, 26 million or whatever it is now because that number now looks a lot different than it did when he originally signed the deal. Yeah, $20 million is like, meh. That's like what you would pay, I guess, like a a lower-tier quarterback in in today's thing. And so, yeah, you pay that, you flip it, you you continue to – develop Trey Lance and then you develop him with an eye towards maybe 2023 2023 being his breakout year mm-hmm. and I I have no evidence of this but I just got this weird feeling that we're going to get into the postseason and after having not seen Trey Lance you know the, all, the majority of the season he's well he's going to have a little package like it would not surprise me at all if they dust off some short yardage stuff because he's such a weapon as a runner man it just it it's this whole new thing you got to deal with I would not be surprised if if nothing else, that they sprinkled some of that in, like, and if they have their playoff spot secured, it would not surprise me in, in the last week of the season if they just put him, even if they put him out there for one series or like just one package of plays and short yardage, because now you're playing against them. You're like, oh boy, now we gotta we gotta deal with all this quarterback run stuff. We gotta start preparing for as we go to the postseason. Yeah, the one thing I would say about Trey Lance and the Niners, they should try and get him ready though, just mm-hmm. because of the nature of Jimmy Garoppolo being injured and those things. You want to play him a little bit before you have to play him in the postseason. You don't want yeah. that to be the first action. And even though if we talk about like a small package, the game is so much faster. Mm-hmm. Even now from when he went in like early in the year, the game is accelerated. The game is so much faster because the urgency makes the game go a little faster. Um, if they can get him in a few different times during the regular season, just in case they have to play him in the regular season and the postseason, I think that would be uh, some prudent planning. Yeah. I think it's something that they really should discuss and kind of figure out a way to just get them in the mix and let them play a handful of snaps. All right, it's going to be an interesting offseason for them. Uh, speaking of offseason, we're going to get to uh, the top of the draft order and what that looks like here in just a moment. But uh, coming up next, right after this break, we're going to look at the two Christmas Day games. We've got Browns-Packers. We've got Colts-Cardinals. We'll hit those right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Buck, this is the game we're going to be working here. Uh, Browns, Packers. Browns 7-7, seven and seven, Packers 11-3. and three. It's hard to kind of come up with a formula or a, a envision a way in which the Browns can somehow go on the road and pull that one off. But uh, does such a scenario exist, and what the heck is it? Yeah, the scenario always exists because we saw the Lions absolutely break out a can of whoop on uh, <laughs> the Cardinals. So anything is possible. And also, when you have a guy like Miles Garrett at the line of scrimmage, even though he's hurt, yeah. um, and some of the other guys, like they still can muster up enough to give you concerns. But this is a game – you know, when you think about Green Bay, this is one. I think it's imperative for them to get the number one seed, even though they had no one seed last year and lost in the title game. Uh, I just think it's a different game when you have to go up to Lambeau 
and play them on their turf in those elements. And with only one buy being doled out on each conference, man, it's such a huge advantage to get the, the week off, particularly for Aaron Rodgers. And then to have the road to the Super Bowl have to go through Lambeau is critical. So I would expect them to play well. But DJ, I went back because um, I had to study the Packers, what project I was doing. And I, I'm looking, I'm trying to figure out like, man, you know, like it, it's crazy because Aaron Rodgers played so well the last couple games. Matt LaFleur deserves a lot of the credit. Let me go see exactly what they're doing. And DJ, when you go and look, no more thing that shows up, they motion every snap. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of a shift, motion, movement, where they're making the defense make an adjustment. Yeah. The other thing that they're doing is it is all quick rhythm passing game early. I mean, it's layups. It's high school stuff. Slant mm-hmm. flat. It's quick hitches. It's out. And then they layer it with these crossing routes and this other stuff that are easy at the line of scrimmage, but big, big play games. And mm-hmm. then it's the mixture of the traditional Kyle Shanahan system stuff where stretch, bootleg, and that, and then they have the added element of the screen game. When you play them, you're defending the cheesecake factory menu. I mean, it oh, is yeah. a ton of stuff on the menu that you have to talk about. I don't know how any defense is going to be fully prepared to deal with all of the stuff that they can give you. And by the way, I think their weapons outside of Devontae Adams are a little better than people give them credit for. All right. So I'm gonna uh I'm gonna show you this here on the screen because we can do this because we're on a video um, here. But this is uh, – can you see this here? That's, oh, yeah. That's the, the, the that's shot, shot chart for Devontae Adams. Like All over the place. All over fuck, the place. There's so many – there's so many line of scrimmage throws in there. Like there's a zillion of them. And a lot of them are just now routes. It's just they're run calls. And, and Aaron just aborts it. And like, oh, you're going to give him six, seven yards? Boop. Pitch it out to him and let him go. And so what it does is it almost demands that you get up and press him. Well, and now you've got do, now you've got the best release. Now he's got the. Be- I mean, I would say, you tell me, him, got, him, Allen, and, him and Keenan they, Allen, those, they those are wear release people gurus. out. They they wear people out of the line of scrimmage, and so you yeah, can't you, touch them. You're in that but constant. Hey, it's like yeah, you don't want to come up because I'm going to just keep constant, throwing those things. That constant dilemma of okay, how are we going to defend it? Like if we play off and say, hey, we don't want it to go over the top, they just nickel and dime you to death because he is so good at slipping out of tackles, right? Like. He catches it, breaks a tackle, and a little one-yard smoke pass goes for 10 yards. And they do it over and over. The other thing they do is they put him in the slot. They move him around. They put him in the slot, and they throw what we call those crunch routes, where they're throwing a flat, but it's at mm-hmm. the line of scrimmage. So now you can block. Can block. Yeah. And so it's it's a running play. But mm-hmm. Devontae Adams is that. And so he's steadily engaged. He's getting eight, nine, ten touches every yep. game. And I'm like – these may be the easiest touches that I'm I'm seeing. I've never seen a wide receiver who is so acclaimed get so many easy targets, mm-hmm. like crossing routes and little things where he doesn't even really have to work. I will mm-hmm. give Matt LaFleur credit. His ability to use motion and shift to uncover Devontae Adams is next level. Against Baltimore on the touchdown, they had him aligned originally in the slot. They bring the outside guy inside. The original slot corner took a heavy inside alignment to stop him from going across the field. But mm-hmm. now he's now the single receiver. You're playing inside. He runs a three-yard out. They throw it to him for a touchdown. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but they just make you think on the move with all that. I mean, it's a, it's a really cleverly designed 
offense. And Matt LaFleur deserves a lot of credit for adding his kind of part to the offense while still keeping the core concepts that Aaron Rodgers has always done really, really well. So here's the other thing I want to add, because we, we've we talked about this. I mean, I, I feel like there's different years where we kind of develop our themes as we're head towards the draft. Like, man, if you're building a team, I want it to kind of look like this. So we've talked about the size of all the top receivers in the league. Not necessarily how tall they are, but so many of these guys over 200 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, 217 pounds. So He's really 217 pounds? 217 pounds, yes. He – DJ, I, I promise you, like, because I, I worked out with him when he was coming out. He couldn't have been 217. He has added something. He's like, two, like he, 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 coming out, he's, coming he's out he was 207, 208, yeah, something like that. He's rocked up. Yeah. Or maybe that's just the norm because, like, yeah. A.J. Brown being 225, 230 pounds, like, I guess I have to just get used to seeing that that thing. But that seems like a, a rock of granite. So what's there. his name? Uh, Talib, Talib, Talib was on uh, Good Morning Football talking about that the other day. Said that he was said he was two hundred seventeen pounds. Yeah. the the uh, the the weight that I had was two hundred eight. Mm-hmm. Um, n- needless to say, he's over two hundred pounds. He's a strong dude. So you look at the Packers. You we, we're talking about all these quick throws, these quick rhythm throws, glorified runs. They that uh, Valdez uh, Scantling is a big dude. He's six mm-hmm. four, two hundred plus pounds. Lazard, a big strong dude. Amari uh, Rogers might not be the you know tallest guy in the world, but he's a he's a he's, he's a muscle. He's a little mm-hmm. piece of muscle out there. Mm-hmm. All those guys are strong, and I just think of you know the luxury of having guys like that because not only are you going to be able to make guys miss and you're going to be able to break tackles after the catch, but now you can you can stink and block. You can help mm-hmm. me with these little smoke routes that we're going to throw as well as whatever we're doing in the run game. I just I think there's a lot to that. Oh, I think there's a ton to it. Um, you look, it's a big man's game. And, you know, when we get into these this part of the season where cold weather plays a part of it, tackling where you can't tackle anymore in practice, really, because all the padded practices are pretty much used up. Um, you're now testing people's fundamentals with a bigger heavy, heavy bag. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about those little DBs and those guys being able to have to tackle in one-on-one situations where if you miss, it becomes a bigger game. Yeah, it's advantageous to have a bigger body on the perimeter. And the Packers are taking advantage of that because Alan Lazard, uh, MVS, uh, Devontae Adams slipping out of it. But not only that, they tenderized the meat with A.J. Dillon coming through there. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just got him pounding yeah. the stake. And so the tackling becomes an issue. But, yeah, I, DJ, I think it's something that we're going to talk about because we've talked about it already with receivers and we've talked about it with running backs. Like, I used to love the running backs, the big – the little – scat guys that can catch the ball out of it yeah but there's something to maybe the the return of the bigger back yeah. because we're seeing the big backs kind of weigh in and and, and really joe i mean you look at the pro bowl rosters i mean joe mixon yeah. and all the, i mean it's nick chubb back nick chubb big backs are, are kind of yeah. coming back and so yeah it, it it changes and you have to be able to change the way that you think about building your team based on what the trend is yeah jonathan taylor those afc backs are all big dudes man um You've got this little bit of the smaller guys. They're still 205, 210 pounds. You talk about Kamara and, and Dalvin Cook, who might not be the tallest guys, but still 205, 210 plus pounds. They run run hard. Yeah, they run hard. Now, the thing is, those guys have been nicked up too, though. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, Dalvin Cook and, and Ivan Kamara have been nicked up. I know Chubb has had a little bit, but not as much. The bigger guys. Mixon, Mixon's been great. Jonathan Taylor's been great. Yeah, the bigger guys appear to have like a little more to him. We can talk about Derrick Henry. Like his foot thing is such a freak 
injury, know. right? That's not necessarily well, we went what through it. We about. went through it the other day. We went through all the leading rushers. They're all 220-pound guys for the most part. You got to hit them. And, and, and all the receivers are bigger guys. Like, it's it, to me, it's just like you're, we're trying to identify those trends. And I'm telling you, the league has kind of gone back to a big man's game a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah because it, because everything is, is cyclical. Um, as defenses started populating the lineup with more of the little guys trying to get faster, the league was like, oh, you can't have all those little guys out here yep. now. Those little guys yep. can't tackle big guys. So yep. you, know, let's, you want to put those little hybrid guys at linebacker that are really safeties, that's that's cool. But let's see yep. if they can stop the power in the ISO. And mm-hmm. things that we used to – we stopped. Remember we were evaluating linebackers like, hey, man, we probably got to quit talking about getting off blocks and, and yeah, yeah. Used to yeah. Do whatever. Yeah, they don't yeah. care anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we may have to bring that back because as they start running at them, you better be able to get off blocks and not your liability on the field. Yeah. No, I think I think the uh, the answer to that defensively is you sacrifice going um, smaller at the linebacker position. So maybe you don't have the 250 pound thumpers. You're going to give some size there, but what you're making up for it is you're getting bigger safeties. So yeah. instead of playing with a 200 pound safety, maybe I'm finding that 215. You mm-hmm. know, so really the difference between your linebackers and your safety, if they walked out for warmups, eventually you're not going to be able to tell the difference. They're all going to look the same. No, they're all going to look the same. And I think what we're going to do is when we get into the evaluation part, we, you better evaluate guys that can tackle. Yeah. Tackle is Tackling is now uh, – I mean, we've talked about like, oh, you can't get away with putting guys out there that can't tackle. But now it's one of those things in the evaluation where you have to check the box. Yeah. You have to make sure that your safeties can tackle and your corners can tackle and everybody because if they can't um, – I mean, it's a, it's a huge problem because it is a bigger it's a bigger offense that we're having to defend. Uh, you, where's your confidence level in this next game here? We've got Colts and Cardinals. Where's your confidence level with the Cardinals right now? Uh, not high right now. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like they're re- they're reeling in such a way that I don't know. And it's crazy for a team that had racked up so many impressive wins. Um, all it's taken is two hiccups. Well, not really two because they they started slipping a little bit before then. But the Rams game and then the Lions game. That is the one that you like. Er, I might want to hold yeah. it, hold 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 up. <laughs> like, what's what's the problem? And the thing that we know about the Colts, I don't know much, but when I turn on a Colts game, they're gonna be they're going to beat you up. They're mm-hmm. going to make it a physical game. And if you're not ready to deal with that, you you're going to melt under the pressure of having to deal with that because their defense brings it, and they not only bring it physically, they are the most aggressive at hunting the ball that I've seen. I mean, their um, obsession with creating turnovers is unbelievable. Like DJ, I, we did we have them on we had them on Thursday night, right? Did we have them on Thursday night? Yeah, I punching? believe so. They yeah. were punching at the ball every play. Yeah. And I was like, "What in the world?" Yeah, that, they're a tough team to deal with. And so this would be what I would say. This is a test of Cliff Kingsbury because normally what you do is you go back to your comfort zone. His comfort zone will always be the air raid and throw it around the yard. But what they may need to do to control the game, they may need to lean into Connors and Chase Edmonds to run the ball. And is he willing to do that because it's a slower burn than what you would get from dinking and dunking and then throwing it all over the yard? All right, this is an unscientific way of looking at this game. But I remember when the Minnesota Vikings gave the Lions their first win of the season, right? Amon Ross St. Brown catches that touchdown. They lose 29-27. to and I believe we had, it was a Thursday, right? We had Steelers Vikings right after that. I went with the Vikings because I said, you want to talk about waking somebody up. Like you get embarrassed like that. 
I don't care even this is a grown man's game. I get all that. When you get embarrassed like that, you're going to see the best of that football team the next week. And they went out and they beat the Steelers. Should have beat them handily, kind of let them back mm-hmm. into the game. But I'm almost wondering if this is a kind of the same thing for the Cardinals to get so embarrassed in that game. Like no, nothing will focus you more than going on the road against the Lions, and getting your butts kicked, uh, come back home. I just feel like I don't want to say it's a trap game for the Colts because the Cardinals are ten and four, but I feel like. You're going to see the best of the Cardinals. Whether or not that's good enough without Hop, D Hop, we'll find out. But I think you're going to see a much better version of them in this game. Yeah, no, I can I can go with that. Like I, I think they're definitely a prideful bunch. I mean, they're still a team of ten and four that still can win number one seed. They're in the middle of a uh, a free fall, free mm-hmm. fall, but they got a, they they still have the ability to stop it. The problem is, I think injuries are beginning to matter. You know, yeah. you lose D Hop, D Hopkins, and I really look on the perimeter. DJ, who's the number one receiver that you're scared of? Yeah. Like, that's the only thing. When I look at their passing game, I think their passing game should evolve to the point where maybe Zach Ertz becomes the primary weapon and they work inside out with everybody. Because right now, if you're asking me, hey, who demands a double team? Who demands the attention? The only thing I could think of is maybe Zach Ertz, but the rest of the guys are just fine. But one of the things that one of the things keep an eye on too is it's a long season, it's a 17 game season now. Um, and there's some age on this older Cardinals team, team older, yeah, team. older team. And we've already seen J.J. Watts gone. Um, obviously, now you've got Hopkins is out. You've got A.J. Green's older. Zach Ertz is older. You know, James Conner's been in the league for a minute. Like, mm. they, you know, I'm not saying these guys are dinosaurs, but it's not, you know, there's some key guys at key positions that, you know, aren't aren't spring chickens here. No, and, and, and that's where practice management becomes a big part of it, at least in a warm weather environment down in uh, yeah. Arizona, so so that helps. But, nah, you have to manage those older guys, and that is the danger. And, I, like, it's funny because we talked about it um, being a longer season, like the one game. In my mind, the one game has dramatically changed how you have to manage your personnel. We've talked mm-hmm. about, like, you may have to implement some load management strategies with some of you guys, give some designated rest days and rest games off or – if they're nicked up a little bit, you, you you hold them out early in the year to make sure it doesn't become a bigger problem. But I think after gathering all the information this year, I believe we'll see a different approach from some teams going forward in terms of how they manage their personnel. Because the season, the length of the season is now a greater factor in how you win games and which teams are going to be the best teams in the postseason. By the way, James Conner, only 26 years old. I'd have lost money on that. It seems like he's been around longer than I would have guessed 28, 29. He's 26 yeah. years old, man. Yeah, but that's old in running back Run, years. In running back like, years, yeah. Yeah, that's what he's had four years. This is his fifth year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah like, we're already psyching those guys out. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, five years. Hey, that's a long time. C- congrats to him, though, man. 14 touchdowns on his way to the Pro Bowl after everything he's been through in his life. Never would have uh, thought, of, never no, thought about tip it. Of the like, cap. Coming off last year, I never would have thought that he would have been the one to be able to come back and do it the way that he's done it. No, no. Congratulations to him. Again, another bigger back, by the way, uh, like we were talking about earlier. Okay, uh, we're going to hit real quick um, the top five of the 22 NFL draft. We're going to have a quick chat on that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Buck, well, there's a big game this week because you've got the uh, the Jets and the Jags. The Jets uh, have a zillion guys that just popped on the COVID list. Mm. So in a game you would think might be a winnable one for them, now looks like it very much could be in jeopardy, which could really shake things up because then uh, Jacksonville, I think, could end up going from the first pick. They could end up going to the fourth pick. Um, so th- there's a <laughs> you're not rooting for that, huh? And this is this is the second year in a row where Jacksonville and the Jets are jostling for the first overall pick. I know last year the Jets did them a favor, did them a solid, did them yeah. a solid, <laughs> got the win over the Raiders, and that that put them in a situation where they get the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence. This year is different. Uh, the game is funny because like you talk about the Jets having all the issues. I do wonder. If you're the Jets and you're looking at this like long term, you got two picks, yeah, in the top ten. Um, yeah, hey, let's play hard. It's a preseason game. You know, won't even necessarily win it. <laughs> you know? Answer me this. Answer me this. Tell me if I'm crazy, but 
like the Jets have played more more rookies than anybody. Oh, yeah. They've got all these these DBs. I mean, they've got a zillion rookie DBs, and they've all the one positive for them. All those young DBs have gotten better. Um, yeah. Eccles, I think, had a pick mm-hmm. six the other week. Bryce Hall's end up being a really solid player. Um, they've got uh, Michael Carter the second, who's who's developed into a good corner. Um, they they're getting all these young guys, all these reps, and then. It, you know, this is another year. They've got two top ten picks. They've got two seconds. They have, I think, the most money of anybody and under the cap heading into next year into the off mm-hmm. season. You didn't have your left tackle for the whole season in Mackay Beckton. You didn't have your premier rusher that you paid all that money to in Carl Lawson. Man, I, I'm looking at this going like, it's like it's just bad news after bad news for the Jets. They're not winning games. They're not winning games. But I'm telling you, if you take like a if you step back and look at it, I'm like. This could be like a miraculous mm-hmm. turnaround next year. They need the quarterback to to take the next steps, no doubt. But you've got so much money. Go out, upgrade the offensive line in free agency. You go get him a tight end in free agency, like all those friendly things. And then to me, the draft, I would just go defense, 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 and just load up with young guys to surround some other pretty decent players. Yeah, no, I I, I think that's the way to do it. Um, they, I think that's the decision that you have to make. I think if I'm the Jets – I surround Zach Wilson with veterans on the perimeter, even more yeah. veterans on the perimeter on the outside. I think they need a tight end. I think they need. Uh, a, that's the that's be the number one thing on my list for them. Yeah, Get some they, easy I completions. Think, yeah, I think they need a tight end. Um, upgrade that part around them, and then you can go young on defense. Just look at what the Cowboys did. The Cowboys are yeah. pretty young. I mean, Michael Parsons, all those young guys they have playing, it's changed the way they play. It's all first and second year players. Yeah, you know, the best and, guys. Yeah, and when you have an, an what I call an, an easy or a simplistic scheme that allows young guys to play and play well. I think you've seen how their guys develop because repetition, like it's Mm -hmm. it's a simple scheme. They're playing a lot and you do it. I think you can make some major gains. Maybe you don't become a playoff team, but I think you can fight to be a 500 team and then think about the following year being the year where you make the major jump, because that would be Zach Wilson's third year. Mm -hmm. That's when you can see them kind of settle in and kind of know exactly what they're doing, how to play. The other thing, I, I bet you several of these teams, you know, Jacksonville being one of them and the Jets really would probably be the big two. Um, those two teams in particular, hoping that some of these quarterbacks just crush the senior bowl, crush the spring and try and vault their vault themselves up there. And then if you're, you know, if you're the Jets and you've got those two picks, you don't mind maybe trading back with one of them and then getting extra picks in future years. And then, you know, you can go get help at at uh, you know edge rusher corner linebacker all those things they need on defense and then gets and then get some more picks as you go through these uh, these next few years because like it or not I mean it, you know it hasn't been a great sign here for for Zach Wilson but you're you he's your guy so you're not going in that direction there's nobody in this draft class going to make you abort that decision so um, I I think to me you're hoping some of these quarterbacks vault up the thing I would just add real quick on him. I mean, they have, they've been playing these games. He comes back off injury. There's no Elijah Moore. There's no Corey Davis. I mean, who are you throwing to? Braxton Berrios, who's an alternate yeah. for the Pro Bowl. Like that, like that's that's it. They're not really throwing um to anybody. You know, you know what's really tough is we went from a time where we used to really kind of slow cook quarterbacks, not necessarily in terms of them playing, but the way that we would evaluate them. To man, we are instant oatmeal. Yeah. I mean, we want them. We want them ready to play right away. And if man, if they show any inkling that they're not um, playing at a high level as a rookie, we are ready to throw them out. 
I think for Zach Wilson, there are a couple of things. Certainly he needs to kind of rein in some of the gunslinging ways, but I mean, we kind of knew that's who he was at BYU, but that's also why we liked him because he could play all platform. He added layers to your playbook with his creativity. Now I think it's about making sure that you put enough around him to allow him to flourish. I like the running back, Michael Carter. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Carter has flashed. Um, Elijah Moore was really killing it prior they're both, to the injury. They're both little and they're both hurt. Yeah. That's I mean, the only, and so, that's the only downside. And so, I mean, Corey Davis has been hurt. Like, yeah. they, they just need their guys to be available and they need a, a few more pieces to enable him to kind of like max out some of his potential. But I think he's played better since coming back. He just doesn't have a lot around it. Yeah. No, I, I look at it in one of those interior linemen. I think Scherf, I think, is a free agent after this year, after he's been franchise tagged. Um, I think Ryan Jensen's a free agent at, down in Tampa. Like, get a veteran, solid interior guy to go along with Elijah Vera Tucker. You can draft mm-hmm. the, you know somebody else along along that line if you want, but it could it could uh, it could turn a bad unit into a good unit if you get Beckton back and his head's right and he's in shape and all that stuff. But anyways, these other two teams here, Detroit and Houston. Um, Given your choice, what do you think is uh, is a quicker turnaround, quicker fix there? Uh, I think Detroit. I think Detroit is a quicker fix only because I believe in their locker room. They really believe in the coach. And when you watch the reaction post-game and you watch how hard they've played, I think he's done a good job of kind of assembling that. Now, they definitely need an upgrade in talent uh, everywhere, like wide receiver. Um, I think they still need – more weapons on defense, more speed. But I feel like that's a tougher turnaround. Houston, I don't know what the identity is. Like, I've watched them play all year, and I still don't know what this team wants to be known for. I feel like in Detroit, at least I know they want to be a blue-collar team. They're going to run the football. They're going to be rough and rugged and aggressive on defense. Boom. If you had me go out and scout for the Detroit Lions, I think I can have an idea for what to bring back. For the Texans, I have no idea what they're doing. Like, there's nothing when I watch them that I'm like, oh, okay, we can hang their head on this. That makes it tough for me to think that they can have a quick turnaround. I want to tell you the year in which we live. So the the pink for the Texans are guys on the COVID list here, Buck. <laughs> Everybody. I mean, goodness gracious. Um, but the, the only thing I would say you can make an argument in Houston's favor is they're sitting on a lottery ticket if everything clears up mm. with Deshaun Watson, which is going to be able to bring them massive resources to try and upgrade their roster. That's the one thing they've got going. They've got that's their their biggest assignment here in the off season is to get that sorted out and to move on. Like it's just mm-hmm. you need to make the trade, move on, and hopefully yeah, you can maximize to. that. Yeah, they have to because this guaranteed money goes from ten million to thirty five million, so they have to make the move. Yeah. Um, you know, so that is priority number one. Priority one B, you better turn those picks into players, though. Yeah. Because you're giving up a quarterback, and look, you have to get rid of him, but you're giving up a, a top five-ish quarterback. Whew. You not only need to get um, Davis Mills up and running, because I think Davis Mills can give them like a stopover while they build up the rest of the team and kind of mm-hmm. see if he can hold it down. Very similar to what the Eagles have done with Jalen Hurts. Like, hey, let's let them play next year. Let's kind of see where we're going. Let's see if we can build up some of the other stuff. Um, but you got to make sure you knock it out of the park with those other picks. And so yeah. I think that is the biggest part of the rebuilding project in Houston. Can you turn those picks into players? 
Yep, no doubt. Well, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see what shakes out here in the top five. The draft's going to be here before you know it. Um, definitely want to miss, wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays here as we are. Uh, uh, we're not going to chat with, with you guys until we get uh, on the other side. So uh, we'll be back next week. Anything you want to add before we get out of here, Buck? No, happy holidays to everyone who's always supported us. Like it's it's um it's been great um just watching the podcast grow. It's great having the interaction that we get have with you guys uh via Twitter and otherwise. And so uh we appreciate you coming and hanging. It's always good. Yeah, and last thing before we leave, I want to know if you could, if you had the same thought process on this pod as I did today, Buck, which was let's have a good football discussion as we always do, and let's let's try not to wake up the kids that might still be asleep as we're recording this. Yeah, everybody's back in the house, so yeah, let's make it nice and quiet. Let's not, yeah, let's keep it nice and low. Yeah. All this, yeah. So if you're wondering, if you're wondering, was there a little bit of a somber tone on the number six podcast? Today? No, yeah, it's because we've got we've got kids that are conked out. Um, anyways, that was fun, man. Hey, uh, I'll see you next week, Buck. Actually, I'll see you on Saturday. C- come hang with us uh, Saturday, Christmas. We've got uh, Browns Packers. Um, it's uh, Twitch.tv/slash Move the Sticks. That is a four thirty Eastern kick. Uh, hopefully, you'll join us there. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to us, um, and we'll see you soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.